Righty, the Creedcast preview for our Port Adelaide boys taking on the Greater Western Sydney Giants uh, this weekend. We finally have a time and a date and venue all set after today. Um, it is 2.40pm um, Alberton Standard Time up on the Gold Coast at Metricon Stadium. Apparently uh, flying into uh, Queensland after all that stuff was dealt with um, with the governments and all the back and forth that has to happen with these travel arrangements and all that stuff. Uh, supporter flying into the Gold Coast from Melbourne on Sunday via a charter flight. Um, and then I think at this stage it looks like they're still in talks to try and get back to SA after the match and then I guess work out how they're going to play their next match after that. Um, but yes, this weekend is what we're previewing and it is our boys taking on the Greater Western Sydney Giants in another massive matchup every week um, from this point on. And I'll probably, I say massive almost every week because, you know, when you're playing finals and, uh, and playing for positioning in the hof- uh, hopefully as far into the top four as we possibly can, um, every match is big and, uh, and you know, when you're building a season like this and hoping for something uh, quite special, then it makes every match a big one. But yes, this weekend is a, a, a interesting one and intriguing one with the Greater Western Sydney Giants as a team that uh, only a couple of years ago were playing off for a grand final uh, that went pretty badly for them. Um, we can, I guess, a, a kindred experience in that way. Um, but uh, they, they're an interesting side at the moment with the, the fall off they had last year and then the the fact that they've uh, Stephen Bradburyed their way into being um, the side that's kind of at the top of the pack of uh, the chasing pack for top eight and uh, gotten themselves in there. So it is top eight opposition this weekend and, uh, and a game that um, is an intriguing one to see where we're at um, in continuing to beat top eight sides and uh, and kind of, uh, yeah, uh, for GWS certainly as well, they're looking at it as a big match, but um, it's one that we need to win if we want to keep the season going along the way we want. And uh, some big ins again and all that stuff, so we might as well get into it. Uh, but we'll, yeah, a bit of news of the week because it's been a big week in sports as well coming up. So we'll have a bit of a chat about it and uh, talk briefly about our game and just, um, yeah, talk about something for the next 20 minutes, half an hour. Yeah, let's get on with it. All right, there's a lot of news this week. Um, obviously, we've got the Olympics going on at the moment, which started, um, well, I guess officially with this opening ceremony um, last Friday, but then there was a couple of, couple of group match, stage matches with basketball and soccer and all that stuff beforehand as well, so... Um, a big week going on in sports, you know, the Olympics, a couple of weeks every four years or five years as, as it was this time around is uh, one of the biggest week, couple of weeks of the um, every four years, you know, we all, regardless of how we feel about, you know, national competition and stuff, you all kind of get around it because it's a wonderful spectacle and there's, um, you know, a lot of stories, individual and team and otherwise, um, but particularly often with the individual sports, incredibly um, you really get a story inside the, and you get some great stories, whether it be our own um, Port Adelaide ambassador Kyle Chalmers um, doing an incredible job today. Um, he uh, he won silver, um, but that's nothing to slouch at when you lose by uh, six one hundredth of a second and uh, and do the country proud, do Port Adelaide proud in the sense of um, leaving you all out there. I tweeted from the account today um, from our Twitter account underscored the creed that um he he kind of he epitomized everything that the creed is about um that was you know the fam- famously written creed back in the 60s by Fosses Williams that um you know the the end of it essentially is that um you know you, you every everything you we're doing is to win but if um, all endeavor all possible human endeavor has um, been taken place in the field and you've given you given it your all and you still come up short then there's nothing to be uh nothing to slouch about and you've got every every right to be as proud as punch about your your achievements because um, as long as you've left it all out there um, and there's no regrets, then um, <laughs> no regrets, not even a letter. That's a movie reference. Someone will get it. Um, that's uh, you, you absolutely um, deserve the right to be proud of your efforts. And Carl Chalmers epitomised that today, both with his efforts in the poll and then an incredibly humble kind of um, um, talk to the Channel 7 
Um, interviewers after the after the race just talking about how um how he'd left it all out there and he was proud of what he'd done. And that's just that's what you want to see from sports. Um, this kind of there was no there was no posturing or anything like that. It was just what it is. Um, sometimes you don't always win, but he he still got his personal best. It's just um, you know, it was better. Someone else was um, had also come up incredibly had gotten incredibly better since the last race at the Olympics five years ago too. I think um, Dressel um Dressel is it? It's Dressel um. He finished sixth in the same race um, that Kyle Chalmers won gold in five years ago, and he's he's had an, he's had a bigger improvement since then, and and Chalmers had two, and it was just the matter of a touch. And when it's that that sp- small amount of time uh, between uh, between touches, then you know they're both actually on par. It's just someone's got to win. So um, that's sports, and that's um, something that you can always hang your hat on. That um, as long as that you've left it all out there, then. Um, you've done everything you can and um, that's something to be proud of and um, we're all incredibly proud of Kyle and um, that's the Olympic Games um, they go you know you give out medals um, to first second and third and there's there's always going to be people that are um, only one person can win so that's it and that's uh, I guess that's something to remember with footy too um, you know unfortunately every year we're going into a competition against 18 teams and only one's going to win every year and we want to be that team and hopefully that's um, a big step to the journey this week against GWS. Um, but yeah, otherwise the Olympics has been fun to watch. Australia really, um, you know, we look like Kyle Chalmers is one a strong medal favourite. We knew it was going to be tough, and you know, silver's no slouch anyway. But um, there's been some sp- great wins. This, you know, Ariane, Ariane Titmus um, with that great win and the iconic celebration from her coach, which um, yeah, there's a lot of joy thieves out there, which has been an annoying part of. It's, it's the downside of social media is you just do see a lot more of these joy thieves. You know, back in. I guess it probably happened, you know, when you're watching Olympics in the 90s and, you know, the Sydney Olympics in 2000. All these, you know, dickheads out there that um, want to shit on someone uh, just experiencing pure joy. Um, and that goes for the coach too. Uh, well, I'm actually talking about the responses to the coach because you get people just trying to make, as you know, cast aspersions to what it means for him as a man and how he treats women. And I'm just like, he's just happy. <laughs> yes, there are people out there. There's plenty of stories about coaches that do the wrong things, but by all accounts, and, you know, I'd be happily correct in the future, but it's just the people that are casting aspersions based on his celebration. It's just ridiculous. Just enjoy the moment. Um, she certainly was, and she, I think, you know, he's he wasn't trying to take the moment off her either. The, cam- the cameras caught him. He was just fucking going nuts in the stands. Just like I will whenever I'm at a grand final at Port Wynn. If the cameras catch me, I hope they don't. Um, it's just that's part of it. You celebrate. Um, but yeah, so the downside of um, all these things with social, the modern social media is you see every, all these th- people have been around for a long time and now they have a voice and they get to say stupid shit on the internet and crack the shits about um, a coach celebrating or just those those idiots that were uh, just just losing the yanks on Twitter, losing their mind whenever. One of their their hopes, because I think that everyone had Katie Ledecky locked in um, to win that one. It seemed at least over that side of the pond, and um, and uh, she she didn't. So um, plenty, of, obviously, plenty of um, best mates is in Portland, Oregon. He 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 was he thought it was great. He thought it was, he was stoked. So plenty of good ones over there. But unfortunately, you catch all of the shit ones on Twitter as well, and we certainly caught caught a few in the caught a few on the web. Um, as uh, as the Aussies were proudly celebrating that gold medal win, so yeah, uh, but yeah, the Joy Thieves just having a crack at the coach was just ridiculous, and um, he uh, yeah, he's he looks like he's um it, from you know you read the interviews of how much work he puts into it, um, and certainly with what um Ariane's kind of the incredible improvement she's had in the last couple of years, and she said it herself, you know, wouldn't stuff doesn't 
you know, she's the one putting the effort in the pool and she's the ultimate one that's got to do it. But it's uh, it's always having people in your corner is what makes these things great. You know, teams teams win premierships. Um, and that includes the coaches and the coaches. You know, no one accuses Mark Williams of taking the shine off of um, the Port Adelaide boys in, in 2004 with his incredible celebrations um, with the, you know, the necktie choking and all that. Because he's a part of it too. So, you know, the coaches are... I think it's I think it's something that when people that don't and I I'm not I'm not a massive swimming fan. I watch the Olympics every four years and you know, hear the news about um, when the world championships and stuff are on, but I don't watch much of it apart from the Olympics. And I think it's something that um yeah, it's something to remember is that you know, when you don't know as much about a sport, just like lean, just don't go all in on um, shitting on people with it because I think that's what's happened with this is there's people think that the swimmers are just they just do it on their own. Like these people that are tweeting out there are just going nuts and going, oh, what's he doing? He's, he's got nothing to do with this. It's like no, the coaches are incredibly important to a swim. Now the swimmers still have to do the job, but like sports teams, like I put Adelaide boys in 2004, the coaches, um, the coaches is an incredible part of the journey. And that's what we, <laughs> and that's what I think people were forgetting with that, that stuff with the Olympic celebrations from Boxall and all that stuff. So it's just like you know, if you don't if you don't realise what's going into this sport and what's going into these people's preparation and the five years that have led to this moment, and the fact it's not just um, it's not Ariane getting up, you know, she's the one getting up in the morning and going to the pool and doing all that stuff. But then there's coaches, female and male, out there all doing the same work as well. That they're not getting in the pool, um, but they're doing they they're still getting up at the same time and getting there to make sure uh, the coaching's going right and they've got someone in their corner. So. Something to remember when whatever we're looking at is, is you know, when you want to shit on people like that, it's just, just don't. <laughs> Unless there's a reason to shit on someone because they're a bad person, just don't. Because um, that's just horrible. That's just my, my two cents on it anyway. People, you know, you can take take what you want from that. But it's just, when there's when there's just pure joy being experienced and there's no malice and there's no, there's nothing bad or sinister behind it, just enjoy it. Like, let's, let's get mad about things that actually matter, whether it be like, you know, <laughs> internet that you know famines overseas or you know um, wrongful wars and stuff like that get mad about that don't get mad about a coach losing their mind um, in pure happiness for their athlete who is also incredibly happy and enjoy the celebration like there's no issues there just just it's not worth your time and energy and it's um and i've spent five minutes talking about it so i'm like it's somewhat hypocritical but it's just one of those things that made the news this week that was just um amusing bemusing to me so um, but plenty of good stuff too um, in the Olympics, and that's what you've got to focus on. Um, Jess Fox doing an amazing job in the canoe slalom today, and the, then the guys, the guys and girls in the row, rowing, whatever. I don't know the exact names of the events because again, I watch the. You know, it's, I've said to the I've said to the better half of the creek, I watch. I love like watching the field hockey in the Olympics, but I don't watch any field hockey at all. Otherwise, it's just not something that ca- captures my radar. Otherwise, but I, you know, you enjoy it when the Olympics is on. So all these things you suddenly become experts about during the Olympics, and that's it. And that's fun and and good when you t- do all the good with it. But just don't don't shit in the coach unless you know how much work they've done as well. So um, yeah. Otherwise, what else has happened this week with the? Um, we got out of lockdown here in South Australia um, on well Wednesday at 12.01 a.m., um, which is great um, for us. Uh, we had a few cases, got on top of it quick, and I think there was a couple of cases today that they announced, but they were ones that had been quarantined. They just tested positive now after going in uh, during the lot after they w- worked out there at one of the exposure sites. So um, seems to be minimum levels of danger here at the moment in South Australia, but certainly there's a lot higher precautions in place, such as the mask wearing. It's the first time that we've had a real statewide um, mask mandate more or less and it's um it's an interesting one to get used to I've, I've, I've kind of been used to it from going to the footy games and all that anyway i've had to do deal with that stuff and 
certainly not something I have a problem with, um, whatever you got to do, and the masks, certainly the simple um, common sense science behind masks and how COVID spreads makes sense to me, so I'm happy to do it. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just the only thing, is it's embarrassing when you forget your mask, but most places have got them anyway, I've got, I got a bunch of, bunch of them in the car anyway, just in case, so... Yeah, um, feeling for our, our brethren over in New South Wales. Um, cases just keep jumping every day, and seems like it's just a um, you know unmitigated outbreak there right now at this point, and, it's, and there's no other way to really, really uh, talk about it. It's um, it's a little out of control, and it's um, we feel for them over there, and there's certainly a few Port Fam over there that are going to be feeling it um, in lockdown at the moment. That's just been extended for another four weeks, so um, yeah. Keep keep strong, guys, and hopefully you get through it soon. But um, yeah, stay safe while in the midst of it. Stay safe, stay home, and uh, follow the follow the directions because it's um you know we've done it a couple of times here in South Australia now. When you jumped on it quick, we've jumped on it quick, and it has worked. So um, movement, lack movement, or, or lack of the lack of movement is real key, and just stopping this thing from taking off. So yeah, um, yeah. Otherwise, it's uh, yeah. The news is. Pretty much Olympics and COVID is pretty much it apart from the footy. So we might as well get onto the footy now. Alrighty, we'll talk about our opponent, the greater Western Sydney Giants. Um, first, uh, they've got some big ins this week. Um, by the way, I think, before I get into GWS actually, if you notice in the last couple of recordings, it sounds a little bit more echoey. I think because I actually, um, in the last episode, I think I talked about during lockdown, getting the office finally cleaned up and sorted. And I reckon it's actually because there's not a bunch of shit on my floor um, that it's and the room's clean. It's actually made it more echoey. So I'm gonna have to like I think get a rug rug in there because it's like a you know one of those um, faux, faux hardwood floors like the laminate hardwood whatever stuff throughout the house. So it makes it quite echoey when there's not too much shit in the room. <laughs> I guess the boxes of random stuff that was in. The office was creating that kind of nice, you know, sounds like nice sound room studio uh, sound that I need need to record. Not that it's a major deal. Um, it may not be showing up in uh, too much in the actual recording. It's just I kind of hear it through my um, through my headset monitor while I'm recording. So if you do hear it a bit more echoey lately, um, that's why. Um, I might have to just get a not go to uh, go to a store and get a massive rug for the middle of the floor just to take that take away a little bit of that or something or um, just soundproof the room to make it look like a fucking sound studio um anyway that's uh that's neither here nor there i just just something i'd noticed <laughs> in last time recording and then this time again um anyway the greater western sydney giants uh hopefully no big big sounds echoing through uh metricon this week uh with it the, but they do have a um they've got uh kind of their um i guess you could say at this point he seems to be the heart and soul of that team um in uh uh as i'm trying to think toby green of course uh, he's coming back into the side. The name now we don't get see uh, we don't get a quite more finalised squad until tomorrow. It's extended squads named at the moment. I'm recording this at uh, it's quarter to eleven Thursday night currently. So Thursday teams is great because we do get a but we don't get a um, more consolidated squad until tomorrow. So this is what we we've got um, the ins this week are Toby Green, Jeremy Finlayson, Zach Sproul, Jake Riccardi, and James Peatling. Obviously, there's an extended squad. Um, of 25, so there's a couple, um, couple of those will be out. Uh, there'll be emergencies and um, and one of them as a, a medical sub as well. But Toby Green is certainly into the side after he served a couple of weeks out, not with any injuries, but just um, just uh, COVID. <laughs> he was in one of those ones, one of those many that had to go into quarantine due to being at a hot spot um, in Melbourne. So um, and the out for them is Adam Kennedy with a hamstring injury. So. Um, 
GWS are having an interesting year this year. I mentioned off the top of the podcast that they're um, after that loss in a couple of years ago in the grand final, they had a real downer of a year last year. And um, if anyone watched Making Their Mark, it was um, incredible to watch um, just the spiral that happened, with, especially with the fact that Coniglio uh, was one of the players that they were following and he kind of... And unfortunately, just didn't the role. This year was just horrible, um, both for G- GWS and then um, for him personally. It just kind of spiraled to the point that uh, as captain, he was dropped from the side, and um, he's he's not in the side at the moment with an injury. So, um, but they they they're the fucking worst team for tipping at the moment. I can't fucking I like I, my tipping has spiraled the last month and a half. Anyway, I was in the top. I think 800 at one point in the port tipping, and then I've dropped down to about 18. Like, I'm just doing horrible. I just, I keep trying, and like now I'm in like the last month of me trying to pick upsets, but I never pick the right ones. So if I, you know, I get like, you know, five out of nine instead of seven or eight out of nine because I just picked the wrong two. Because there's always, there seems to be a lot of the times there's upset, and fucking GWS, are one of the teams that are, that are causing that at the moment, because you get, um, look, we'll go through the, um, through the last, fuck, where do we go? Look, North Melbourne GWS, they fucking draw. Um, you know, the next week they, they beat Carlton, which I can't remember if I picked, I might have picked Carlton that week because I was thinking they were coming on, coming on. And then the next week they lose to, you know, so they beat Carlton comfortably. They lose to Hawthorne. So what the fuck? Um, and then the next week they come out and beat Melbourne. It's like, okay, so they're on, they're on one now. Um, they're fine. That's good. They beat Melbourne. Great. They're a good team. They're probably gonna they're gonna take their chance of getting to the eight now. No, next week they go to go and lose the fucking Gold Coast by point. It's like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so they're 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 bad again. And then you you think, well, it's Sydney Derby. They they got over the line earlier in the year. Um, but no, they lost that one. And then they lost to Essendon last week as well. Um, so it's it's just that they lose when they lose when you don't think they will, and then. Uh, they just don't take their opportunities at other times. Probably the m- most impressive I've seen them this year was probably when they beat Adelaide in Adelaide. Um, they just looked um, ominous at that point, but it's just been up and down since then. And and that's the, that's their lot in life really this year and um, and really last last year though, uh, as well. Um, they were certainly a tough out for us last year. Um, earlier in the year up in the hub, that was one of our wins, probably one of the ones that defined that early season Going was um, we had to tough that one out. It was pretty tight right up till three quarter time. We just got away from them in the last quarter, um, and I kind of expect a similar kind of game from them this year because they, they they seem to be getting them. The one trend you can if you can find I don't know I don't even know if I can find a fucking trend in this to be honest, but um, they they certainly got themselves up for Melbourne a few weeks ago, and um, and Melbourne aside that have dropped a few lately that they you probably don't expect them to, but then they certainly handled us pretty well the other week. Um, they're an interesting side, and they're they're one that I do have much trepidations about them because being the how good they were a couple of years ago to get to a grand final, and even in the previous years they'd been thereabouts, and you know a lot of there was a lot of expectation, and there still is a lot of expectation just purely based on the names that are still there and the side they've got and what they had built in the last few years, um, and it's just I think it's more of a, a fascinating tale and just how it can fall apart so quickly if those things are slightly not right um, with your side really. Um, and that's not just the side, but co- just you know, it, when everything's aren't everything isn't quite as fine tuned as it could be, and there's disconnects with coaches and stuff like that. I don't know how long Leon Cameron lasts there. Um, it's just um, it's an interesting situation there at the moment. But um, regardless of that, um, it's still a pretty talented lineup that they're going in with. Um, you got the, you got your vets like Phil Davis still running around. Um, 
And there's just in midfield you got Josh Kelly, and then you, um, even with like, like Canelio out and all that, there's um, it's just an interesting. Uh, they've just a, a mixture of veterans. You know, Jesse Hogan coming in, he's like um, he's last chance saloon times times three. But on his day, I remember earlier this year he kicked a bag, and he's he's you know he's one that if he gets on the off the hook and has a good day, he's um, hard one to fo- hard one to follow. And um, there's just a, it's a team with. An interesting mix of some young ones coming through, um, the ve- the veterans are there, are there, but it's um, there's a, a good mix. There's a good mix of um, players there that make. There's just a, if they can get, and this is the thing with GWS is when they get get it going like they did, you know, cruising past the Crows at Adelaide Oval earlier in the year, a team that that one of the teams that the Crows did beat last year, um, and then and then getting the win against Melbourne teams like that, they can lock it down, they can play well. And when they get it going the right way, and um, and certainly with a guy like Toby Green coming back into the side as kind of that talisman, um, spiritual leader, and all that stuff, um, you know, he's a uh, there's there's reasons to be that we should be wary of a team like this. They are also the team, um, like many of the ones that have come up against this year, in around that um, you know six, seven, eight, nine, ten spot wherever they are at that you need we. You, we should be beating, um, particularly with when we get to our team. The strength we're actually getting to a point where we keep, we're getting stronger every week rather than weaker, as we had for seemingly most of the season. Um, but uh, they're they're a team that, um, and this year I think we've been it's been proven quite well this year with the AFL that um, it, it, it every week can there can be an upset if a team doesn't quite prepare right. Now, um, you know, going having to go to Metricon to play isn't isn't ideal, but. Certainly, GWS have been on the road for the last what is it six weeks now? The Sydney teams have had to uh, uh, since they had to get out of Dodge, and you know uh, we talked we've talked a lot about the um, galvanising effects that um, while teams don't want to have to go through that, um, certainly Richmond last year used it as a as a positive um, way of galvanising their side and in, um, in having to stay away from home for months and and used it to get themselves towards a premiership. Um, and you know the Sydney Sydney have been in pretty ominous form lately, and uh, and GWS have been uh, as I've said up and down, but um, there's certainly reasons to believe that they they can u- kind of utilise it the same way. And as their Twitter account said, um, the Giants um, social media did have an amusing Olympic themed post earlier this week where they took the Stephen Bradbury crossing the line after the others had tripped over um, and had their logo on Stephen Bradbury, and then uh, the various logos of the likes of Essen and Frio and etc. Um, like lay, lay plastered on the guys that have fallen down because this GWS ending up in eighth spot at the moment is essentially because no other team has fucking taken that spot. There's there's so many teams vying for eighth at the moment, but this and so many teams that it, any given week you've gone, oh, it's Carlton's chance. Somehow Carlton are in the rent mix for the eight, but then they lose when they shouldn't. Essendon um, lost to GWS last week, which was essentially the battle for eighth. Um, so no slouches there, but there's been a lot of teams trying to get that eighth spot. And now that they're there... Um, you know, there's got to be some probably renewed optimism at GWS at the moment that this season actually can come to something, whether it's, um, you know, just getting into the finals after the kind of couple of years they've had um, and making a making a real fist of it once they get in there. Because it's, yes, being in the top four is almost certain to get your finals win. But, you know, Western Bulldogs breaking down that barrier a few years ago, winning it from seventh, does give that carrot to teams that just get yourselves in there and be fit. Because GWS um, in particular, yes, they've lost the likes of Jerry McCamion and co. over the last couple of years. Um, but they've still got a side um, that if they can get fit and find some form, that um, they're not going to be um, an easy beat 
in any final if they're on. So um, there, there is carrots there for this team to to try to and to not just um, fake, you know, go, not just go quietly into the night um, this year in 2021 to actually make a real fist of it. And that's um, that's got to be something that uh, coming up against a side like our Port Adelaide boys, um, who are also um, in a similar vein of trying to make something special this year. Um, even more so, but um, for GWS, that's a um, that's a good scout to look at, and I'm certain they're probably at the moment their preparation is certainly trying to find ways to beat us, but also um, utilizing that uh, that carrot that has been given by them somehow getting slipping their way into the into the top eight. Um, that there is uh, a lot more to play for suddenly this season than they probably thought maybe even a few weeks ago, particularly when they lost to Gold Coast by a point. They might have things might have been looking pretty down at the time, but uh, after the last couple of weeks. Um, looking up again, so uh, yeah, there's um, a lot to play for for GWS, and in and in turn, there's a lot to a lot to be wary of for Port Adelaide, but obviously we've got a lot to play for too. up when you hear the enter and the <laughs> the opening of enter sandman from metallica that is the theme this week i think it's got to be for us after all i talk about all that shit about gws um we've got to be looking to uh you know lay this team to rest this weekend um they've got renewed hope but we want to put them to rest we want to put them to sleep we want to the um you know exit light enter night off to never never land for gws and that's got to be the plan this week um, and that's what how I've got to kind of take. Um, I just I don't I don't have a plan for every podcast. I just suddenly thought today when I was listening to, I think I listened to the song earlier today. And I was like, this is what it's got to be. The theme for this week is Enter Sandman for GWS. We need to put that team to sleep. So, um, but I think that's an uh, important kind of thing to think about for Port Adelaide is that uh, when you're coming up against a team like GWS that are floating around that that eighth spot, um, but you know, well below where we're at. And what we're looking to do this year is um, be ruthless. Um, don't go in and try to be nice. Don't you know? Not that I think the team will, but kind of take that attitude in, take that edge, take that um, ruthless destroyer killer kind of mentality into the the match, and think this this is a team that suddenly just got hope. I'm certain the some of the Port Adelaide boys saw that um, social media post with the Bradbury stuff that I was just talking about. Um, Use that against them. You know, <laughs> they've got a little slimmer of hope now. Just squash it, and you know. Be the you know Sauron, Darth Vader, the Emperor, whatever the the, the most iconic villains from history that have um, and even Darth Vader had him and had um, some humanity in him. So I'm trying to think you know just the real ruthless killers, and then you got maybe you got to get a horror movie um, <laughs> lore. You know Michael Myers and and Jason. You know the 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 um, the, the kind of guys that uh, had no humanity in them whatsoever. They're just ruthless, mi- mindless destroyers of 
of hopes and dreams. Um, and that's what we've got to go into against GWS. Um, not that their season will end with a loss to us, but we want to um, make sure that their season isn't bolstered by a loss to us. And that's why we've got to go in there with um, that kind of ruthless energy because I think it's something that um, I mentioned in the review of the Pies match, and I've mentioned it plenty of times this this year, is that it's probably the one thing that we just haven't done yet is we haven't ruthlessly swatted a side aside. Um, every match, even though the ones that we've won ended up winning comfortably this year, whether it be by 40 to 50 points, at some point in that match, we've um, kind of let a team get back into it a little bit against us and and uh, and and certainly got a little bit of squeaky bum time um, going for <laughs> the fans, whether it be at a game at Adelaide Oval or um, uh, in our seats as it was last week when we let Collingwood get get back within single digits of us a couple of times momentarily and we and we dealt with it comfortably and in hindsight you sit there and go we always had them but as I said in the review last week um, you give a slimmer of a glimmer of hope and a, uh, and a slim chance to a team um, if the bounce of the ball goes the right way um, that's where um, a t- a, 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 and what should have been an easy win can come quickly unstuck. Um, you go only got to look at Angus Montfrey's back in the showdown in 20, 2013 to see how the the miracle bounce of a ball can suddenly suddenly send a result on um, towards another another conclusion that didn't look likely uh, very only a couple of minutes before. So um, that's what we've got to avoid this week, and um, and it would be certainly be nice if we go in with a, a real enter Sandman attitude to um, you know Mariano Rivera entering. Yankee Stadium kind of stuff. Just once you see, once you hear that tune, once you hear that, see that man walking on field. Once they see, um, you know, the likes of Charlie Dixon, Travis Boak walking onto field, um, that they know they're done. That would be nice this week. So let's let's kind of rally around that kind of um, at, attitude and 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 um, you know manifest that kind of uh, result would be great. Um, so what are we looking at um, in our squad this this week? There are no outs. What a fucking miracle is that? <laughs> um, no outs. Uh, as 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 with GWS, it is uh, an extended squad named currently, um, with the um, finalised squads to be named tomorrow. Um, it is um, the big in though is and uh, I'm sure everyone that's got the Port Adelaide app got the notification. Raz is in. Fantasia was taken off the injury list earlier this week, and uh, Arazio Fantasia is into the squad. Um, so, you know. Who goes out um, will be the interesting one, but uh, I assume it might be like uh, someone like Woodcock, who um, you know it's not that he's deserved he deserves to go out. It's just um, that's what happens when you've got a squad and when players are coming back in. You're gonna you're gonna um, and he's he kind of plays that he's played that similar role the last few weeks and done it well. He, you know he did exactly what I want the small forward to do last week was um, find space in in fifty um, when when we we got a fast break out of the defensive fifty and. And take and finish off a a sweet end to end move. Um, he did that as a, and and used his pace and and tenacity perfectly in that moment. That's what we unfortunately that's the role that Fant- likes of Arazio and Robbie when he's in the side play as well. So it might be Woodcock and then um, Lena Mays and McKenty um, are all named in the extended squad as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see Mays seems to have taken the role of being the sub um, lately and he certainly played it well when he's been required. So I think you'd, you'd expect Mays probably to be the um, sub again. Um, but, but Lena again certainly stiff and McKenty, um, not that he's had a major role to play yet but um, it's good to see that uh, his um, reward as a, as the mid-season recruit um, from the mid-season draft um, and he's, he certainly seems to have made his um, presence known by uh, being named in these extended squads and emergency so um, yeah that is the side at this stage so um, otherwise it is um, the side that we saw last week um, with Fan- the only one to come in really is Fantasia and I assume um, 
Woodcock out of the st- the twenty two. Um, and I guess you know you could say Woodcock might you know he might drop into the. I just think Mays is probably the better utility player to um, have in the sub role rather than the, whoever comes out for Fantasia. Unfortunately, as as good as Woodcock does perform at times, um, he just uh, I think Mays is the one that's proving himself as the player that can really get in there and play the roles that is required, whether it be um, either end of the field. Um, certainly, he's had some big play to some parts, some big goals of late in some games that was. He was required to kick the goal. So, um, yeah, otherwise, a side that we know from last week, and certainly it's good to see the likes of um, Rosie, Butters, and Desmond all get through the game last week unscathed. And they're going to be better for that run out. It'll be really interesting to see how they ramp up their kind of involvement um, around the ball and in, in, the, in the game, because we certainly know that Butters was um, in rare, just incredible form. I've mentioned it time and time again that he would have been, uh, the way he started the season, if he continued that kind of vein of form, he'd be almost a lock for all Australia this year. Um, he was, I think, at a 36th disposal performance against Essendon earlier this year, and um, he was just right in amongst it. And um, certainly the, the Dersmer as well, um, and, and Rosie certainly. Rosie's form, obviously, we know since the break had been pretty good until he had to go out with that um, minor knee niggle. Um, and certainly he um, has been still in amongst the goals wherever he's been playing um, since uh, the mid-season break. And, and De- but Dersmer and Butters in particular, it was just great to see them get back through. Um, Dersmer in particular, um, he's, you know, that was his third game now with the, once we count the Sandful involvement a couple of weeks before he came into the AFL side. So um, it's good to see him get through. And um, he's, I think he, both he and Butters will be looking for a big performance this week. Um, certainly just want get, to get involved in the team game and everything like that. But uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, we're, we're building at the right, right end of the year. And I think, um, a few weeks ago, we could have, um, and certainly that St Kilda win a couple of weeks ago. We really um, were so decimated at that point of the at that point of the season, right before all these guys started coming in, um, that it, it was a game that I, I mentioned at the time. We we're actually uh, betting underdogs in, surprisingly, um, being St Kilda, but it was a game that I still count as my favourite win of the year so far, just with how decimated we were and how um, unlikely the win looked at times. Um, it was a great win, but. Now we're getting back to having a um, closer to full strength side at the moment. Um, still not quite there, but we're getting more and more guys back, and uh, it's the kind of um, these are the kind of games we actually now are expected to win and should be winning, um, and start and need to start winning a bit more. Probably whether it's comfortable, it depends what kind of giant sides face turns up tomorrow. I think it could be a tough game, but um, the, the important thing is we take our chances and um, and don't have ourselves to blame for some of the because you know some of the losses this year. In those close ones against uh, the likes of Geelong and Melbourne where we were in the games at times, um, we have been our own worst enemies in turnovers and ball use and disposal, um, ineffective disposals and just um, and just brain farts at times is the most honest way to put it. So um, you want to see a team with these the likes of these the, and the and we, we saw it last week that the likes of Butters and Dersma uh, coming into the side did open up a bit more run through the middle and just um and, and but there's still some Ineffective ball use at times and um, just bad decision making. We need to tighten that up. But um, other than that, you know, you can see that those guys do. It does make it a, um, the break in the lines is a lot easier with those guys in. And uh, once they get their their flow going, the hopefully ball use come with it too. So we want to see um, better decision making and those kind of um, ourselves being our own worst enemies, uh, own worst enemy. Um, to not be as much of a factor and certainly in this game um, if GWS are going to beat us they have to beat us by being at their very best that's what I want to see I don't want to um, I certainly expect to win this game I think um, round t- fuck I hate putting a number on it but I think about 30 points um, 
I'd like to beat him by more. I do want to get that kind of statement win, and that would be lovely to get this week, but I just don't quite think it happens against GWS, particularly with the fact we're having to play away, um, travel on the day, and there's a lot of other factors in it. that It's just um, we just want to bank the points. Um, but I think it, I think uh, might be a tight one for a while, and then we just kick away a little bit. Or maybe we kick away and just um, maintain. Who knows? Who fucking knows? As, as I say every week, we're uh, just guessing away at this, but... Um, I just want to see what I want to see is in, uh, just um, improvement again in the ball use and 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 the, these guys that are coming back into the side having more and more an, an impact and just tidying up all those those fundamentals that um, part of our game is to be uh, brave and 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 break the lines and uh, use the ball uh, you know adventurously um, but and we do have the players to pull it off and it's just it's just um, in those moments where. Uh, you know whether it's um Elia, you know flying out of flying out of halfback or half flying out of the back lines, and then lacing one out and just lacing it straight into the chest of an op- opposition player when you know he had the time to time to measure the kick. Um, it's those kind of things we want to see um, done better, just in those little moments because um those kind of things can very quickly turn back into a goal scoring opportunity for the opposition when it shouldn't have been. You want the opposition to have to work for every goal scoring opportunity, and there's just a few times in the last. Well, this year it's been a thing that we just um, sometimes when we um, have the chance to put the game away, we we give the game back a little bit at times. And then against the elite opposition, we when we we really are you know opposition's the chances for us are at, at a premium. And then we give the ball away, and they can they don't need any opportunities because they can generate their own. But then we give them an extra couple, and it's just that's where the game gets away. So as we're going into the um, into this real real business end of the season, we really want to see that ball use tidied up and. And things starting to, and things really starting to ramp up towards a, a level of play that uh, is gonna because we we know at our best we can beat the likes of Melbourne and Bulldogs and and Geelong at our very but we have to be at our very best and we need to tidy up all those things. So GD, GWS do all present that opportunity to us that they're a, um, as I've said they're a good side. I just don't know exactly where they're at because they can be quite a bad side at times, but they do have enough there to be able to generate a challenge for us and and certainly. If we're not at our best and the Giants play somewhere near what their best is with that side they've got, they they can present a real clear and present danger for us. So we need to make sure we're at our best, do the job and and find and start finding the Port Adelaide footy we want to take into the finals uh, because this is really the business end. We've got the right players coming back at the right time. Now is the time to really just ramp up that uh, level of play and find, a, find what kind of Port Adelaide footy. Um, and Because we know at our very best we can do it. So we've got to find, start finding it this week. Um, especially with Fantasia coming back in. So really excited for it. Um, it is. It would also be um, remiss of me to not to mention that uh, Trevor Spoke will be make, playing his 301st game for the club at AFL level. Um, so that makes him the club's AFL games record holder this weekend, um, which is kind of... I'm, I'm pretty happy it's Travis that's uh, taking that over. Not n- Nothing against Kane Corns, but fuck... He doesn't do himself any favours in the media at the moment um, with his comments, particularly today with Matt Rowell. So I'm just glad that Travis Boke is going to be the club record holder. Um, love what Kane did for the club and he still, he does defend, fly the flag pretty well for Port Adelaide, but um, also says some stupid shit at times. So I'm um, very glad for Travis Boke um, being one of the greatest fellas in footy to, um, you know, just for, for us, a real one of the greatest blokes to ever represent Port Adelaide, both as a player as well as a person. Um, but just in, in the wider world of footy, he's just an incredible bloke. So um, couldn't couldn't ask for anyone better to be taken over that mantle. Um, I'm sure he, as many as well as others, will say, well, look, we hope someone's there to break it at some point soon because it means someone else has had a great career for Port. But at the moment, well, who knows when Travis Spokes, um, 
going to stop anyway. He could go on and set a pretty um, pretty formidable record, which we'd all be stoked with if he can, um, continuing with at this level. So, well done to Trav. He had a great win in his 300th, and hopefully there's another great win uh, coming in his 301st. And then we can come, hopefully, hopefully, we can see ourselves back at the footy um, after this weekend, uh, possibly. I don't know how that's looking for <laughs> with everything going on at the moment. Um, but it would be wonderful to be celebrating Travis Spoke um, as fans there, hopefully soon. Um, but for now, he's yeah, he's breaking the club record, the AFL record. We'll make that clear because um, there is plenty of um, uh, formidable records for the club um, in its 151-year history now. But um, in the AFL competition, um, he is uh, certainly the club record holder um, after this weekend. So, yeah, cheers to you, Trav. Good stuff. And uh, we hope there's plenty more wins, plenty more games, and certainly a healthy winning percentage in the future for yourself yet. Um, yeah, other than that, yeah, we've got 2.40 p.m. Alberton Standard Time that the game will be on. Uh, it is live on KO on um, Foxtel or whatever, but free to air. You'll have to wait until 7 p.m. So um, that's how it is um, with the, I think it's on 7, mate, at 7 p.m., unfortunately. So otherwise, yeah, Sunday, Metricon, that's the destination. That's where we're going to hopefully get another win for the season and keep the season rolling. So can the pair, let's fucking get it done. <laughs>